0: Hello? That was not the stop button. <laughs> oh, tell me you've never done uh, that.
1: I've done that so many times.
0: Tired. So tired.
1: You're listening to Overtired with Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra. Brett, what's going on?
0: Oh, it's... um. Sunday it's Sunday I think I think I think for the first time in like years I'm actually hung over today really I, I, I don't usually drink that much but I think the wine was stronger yeah, but you had a busy week, huh? Yeah,
1: so my birthday was on Thursday. That's and, right, uh,
0: happy birthday.
1: Thank you, thank you. And uh, I think my husband and I are finally going out tonight. This is Sunday as we record this. I had work I had to do on, on Thursday, and then there was tragedy happening in the world on Friday, and then yesterday we just didn't do anything. And so I think tonight we're uh, we're going to celebrate the only way one can celebrate. With drinking? With Red Lobster. What? I know I live in the greatest city in the world for food, and yet I want to eat trash. And he gets that about me, and so huh. I think that's it's why our relationship works.
0: I do. I do like that better than you saying Taco Bell. <laughs>
1: well, I wouldn't go to Taco Bell on my birthday? Come on,
0: right? That's for the morning after, right?
1: That is for the morning after. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I wouldn't do Taco Bell breakfast. That's just no. I mean, you know, like uh, having some some cheap tacos. There's nothing wrong with that. And hey, look. For all the crap people give Taco Bell, with all the Mexican places getting E. coli, I haven't seen one report from Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> well, they're still getting rid of the rats.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I'd rather have like rat meat or something than like, you know, E. coli.
0: Did you Talk- see that Taco Bell is talking about opening up a higher class Taco Bell?
1: Yes, I've seen that. I can't remember what they call it, but they like, they basically are trying to copy Chipotle. And it's like, you guys, stop. Yeah. The whole reason we go to you is because of um a dollar uh Frito, um beef and cheese
0: um burritos. And the which fact are that good. they have invented their own language that only marginally sounds like uh Spanish. Gordita? Yeah, is that a real word?
1: I don't think so. Uh there's there's, there's gordita, there's uh um um what is it? Uh, Quesarito? Uh, there's uh, yeah, there's. Is that a
0: quesadilla with Doritos on it?
1: No, it's like a case. It's like a quesadilla burrito. Do,
0: don't they make something that has <laughs> Doritos on it?
1: They do Doritos Los, uh, Los Locos. Oh my god! Which are which are basically just a hot, just a it's a Dorito taco shell, which is fantastic. So even- it,
0: it's like a bag of Doritos in a can of Four loco and. They just send you out. No,
1: I mean, kind of what it is is that it's a taco shell, but it's been like made by the Frito uh, Lay Factory uh, with like either Cool Ranch or um, um, nacho cheese flavoring. So it's like you're eating like a gigantic taco shell that is made out of uh, a nacho cheese Dorito.
0: See, that's something that y- you might expect like some frat boy to make from scraps in the kitchen. Right. But not for people to go out and pay for.
1: And not only do people pay for them, but when they introduced the the, the Doritos Los Locos or whatever tacos, they ended up like their sales like freaking skyrocketed. Why? Because deep down, Brett, we are all frat boys who just want to like rummage through the kitchen and make something.
0: Uh, It's not true. (laughs) You can't generalize that because that I would rather starve.
1: Okay, you would rather starve. Many of us. Would would be like completely
0: fine. I am I am not a good um, cross segment of the population, but...
1: Clearly you're not. Hmm.
0: Ugh. Okay. So where were we? A birthday and, and hangovers and... Oh my God. I like wrenched my arm this week.
1: Why? How? I,
0: okay. So I decided I was going to run electrical like a 110 out to my new deck that we built. And I was going to add outlets so that I could work on my laptop for longer periods out there. And, um, you know, just in time for winter and, uh, and then I ended up deciding to hook up an entire set of like rope lights underneath the railing so that the deck would illuminate itself. And in the process of wiring overhead electrical outlets, I pinched a nerve somewhere. So my back doesn't work now. And my foot, my forefinger and thumb on my right arm are always in pain, can't bear any weight and they hurt like hell all the time. That was the same as always in pain. Uh, but I just thought I'd repeat that part. Gotcha. I can still type, but I can't yeah, pick good. up a cup of coffee.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, at least you can type though. Cause that's really important for what you do. Yeah. I, um, I've been. I learned a lot about accessibility tech, or more about accessibility tech than I've known about it. It's still, not. I still don't know a lot this week um, because it was Veterans Day this week, and I profiled um, a vet who's a quadriplegic and how he uses his iPhone, and that stuff is badass.
0: Sounds interesting. I, le- so, I learned that you can stop an alarm on the uh, Apple Watch with your nose.
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> So there's this thing um, with built into iOS that's been there since like iOS 6 or iOS 7. It's called Switch Control, and it basically lets people connect um, switches or single or multiple switches that can be you know controlled from their wheelchair or other things um, to work the iPhone so you yeah. can – like if you don't have touch control, like you can basically scroll through with like by breathing a certain way or or using, you know, um like a, a mouth cursor or or something else. Or I guess even technically I guess you could even do like retinal movement to like go through layers on your phone. It's pretty badass.
0: Yeah. I've I've played with that. Um and OS Ten actually has a lot of cool accessibility features, but obviously I don't need them enough to dedicate myself to them. But they do they, they have taken good care to provide that, which I think is kind of crucial to business these days but yeah I used to get in a lot of trouble in web design because I didn't always account for every possible disability when creating a web page you know like ranging from alt tags to full-on uh, navigation accessibility and and content organization and the more you pay attention to it 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 actually it helps everything if you uh if you pay attention to those finer details such as will a blind person be able to use this web page i've put you know years into designing
1: yeah no Odd. i mean i think I, I think that that's that's stuff that a lot of us don't think about and it's it's really important things to think about and it's weird because sometimes you don't even notice or at least i don't even notice until I'm in a place where i'm like i've i've sprained my wrist before and i'm like this is a pain for me to have to navigate something, you know, like when I have less ability, but how would I do this? If I had to do this all the time, like, what would I do? Are
0: there like there, this is a, a, a ignorant question, but are there, are there professional like programmers and reporters and things that are completely like digitally disabled, like no arms or hands?
1: I'm sure that there are.
0: Is the assistive technology good enough that you can, Create a, like build a career without hands in in a digital world.
1: You know what I bet I bet at the very least if you were if your career was to be a consultant to work on accessibility tools,
0: <laughs> oh for sure. You know what I'm
1: saying. You know yeah. what I mean. Like, I, but, but but yeah, I genuinely don't know. I mean, I I would hope so. I would hope that I think a lot of the voice recognition stuff and some of the other things would be good enough that people would be able to get it done. Um, now, how that would compare to an, a you know a fully able bodied person or whatever, I don't know, but. Uh, Although frankly, you know, some of the examples you see in some of the you know, when if if you've seen certain, you know, blind people use iPhones, like they can use that stuff faster than you or I. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't put anything past them. So
0: is that uh, does does iOS dictation have a backspace?
1: Uh pretty sure that it does. Can you
0: cancel the last dictation and say it again? I yes. Meaning to try to figure that out. I never started yes. using it until recently. But it's actually yeah, you very handy. Can. I think the watch forced me to start using dictation more.
1: Yeah, because the watch is so good.
0: Well, the watch is the dictation is so good and you really can't type on it. So,
1: well, that's what I mean. mean, (laughs) The dictation is so good. Like the support is so good on it.
0: So speaking of Apple, uh, they they had a new product this week. I don't remember what it was called.
1: Uh, iPad something.
0: Yeah. I've had super, super iPad.
1: Yeah. iPad, like, yeah. iPad Pro. Yeah, no, the iPad Pro is out.
0: Who would get one of those?
1: You know, I'm still trying to figure out who the audience for it is. Uh, I mean, obviously professionals, obviously people who care. It was
0: a leading question because I know you have one.
1: Well, I do have one. So, yeah, but I I have a review unit and uh, I'm still playing with it. Lance did our review for Mashable and he did a really good job. And he is somebody who uses a Surface um, Pro um, for, I guess, his daily machine driver. So he's like the perfect person to review it. Does he do
0: parallels between the two? Cause they look yes. based on commercials, they seem very similar.
1: They do, yeah, and he compares kind of the, the experiences. I mean, the difference fundamentally is that one runs Windows and one is running iOS, and so one really is a full computer and one is kind of in this in-between world. Yeah. But there are trade-offs of both of those things, right? The trade-off of having the full Windows thing is that even though Windows does work with touch, like there are certain apps and certain consumer oriented things, but even not just consumer, but just you know getting things done stuff that isn't there. You know, like the, the experience of, of watching a movie or playing games is not going to be as good on the. Surface Pro 4 as it is on an iPad, um, even if the iPad is gigantic. Um, certain, uh, you know, browsing experiences, certain other things are not going to be as good. On the other hand, because it's full Windows and you can run any Windows app on it, there's going to be, w- although, you know, granted, there, there are going to be some apps that don't work as well with the touch or with, you know, the pen or whatever as others, you know, you can truly treat it as a computer replacement, whereas, you know, the iPad Pro doesn't quite have, um, Every app that you're going to want to use on it, if you're going to want to try to replace your Mac. Um, Now, depending on who you are, you might be able to replace your Mac just fine and and, and do what you do just fine. You and I would not be able to do that because well, I can
0: uh, do everything except for the thing that I make money on, which would be coding.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, I can write on it, and the keyboard's actually pretty good, um, but I don't have an app to really do all of my custom scripting stuff. I mean, I could, I guess, work out kind of a, a Federico-style like editorial workflow that would be good, but it just still wouldn't be the same.
0: See, I've been doing that, though. I've been, I've been working in editorial a lot for the last couple months, and I actually have enjoyed writing more on my iPad than on my Mac, which is odd, but with split screen and iOS – and being able to, you know, in various editors that have really good browser capabilities built in, I can blog just fine. I just sure. – it, it can't – like I still have a need to have the desktop or Same. my MacBook Pro to go back to. I could yeah, see I mean, it I, happening though.
1: Yeah, I mean I can see it happening for for minors. If I could see my mom using it for sure. I guess for me the bigger thing is – oh, there are a couple of things. One – some of the image manipulation stuff just would be too much of a pain. Like having to do, when I have to do lots of screenshot composites and things like that, like that would just be too much of a pain. Um, it, it just would be. And and two, um, you know, some of my Markdown-centric writing stuff when I'm making references to a lot of things, like, you know, is there a way, for instance, to do like the, you know, uh, the thing that I think that Dr. Drang um, you know, put together and, and you have one similar where I can get like tabs as references, you know, so like I press like, semicolon links and it gives me you know a reference list of every open tab I've got like I can't do that that's I
0: don't I don't actually know if that is possible like to use an apple script style query to get all tabs and like
1: to me that would be a problem because when I'm writing something especially if it's got a lot of references like I want those things there so I can reference them like I don't want to have to like repeatedly copy each one like to me having to do that would honestly be a pain
0: I uh, with tools like Editorial, I actually just keep a like a scratch bin, and as I open, as I find the links, I just uh, shoot them into the scratch bin, and then I can yeah. paste those and can do whatever I want with that you know list. Oh,
1: totally. And I'm and if I've totally reworked my workflow, I know I can make it work. The problem is <laughs> I don't know if I want to rework my workflow. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that I couldn't do it. It's just, and I think this is the case with a lot of people who've been critical of the iPad Pro. I've kind of missed, and I think it's fair to be critical of it and fair to be like, this isn't for me, but I also feel like I would be one of those commotions to be like, oh, I can't do everything I can do with my back on it. That's kind of the thing, though. It's like, change is hard, period.
0: (laughs) Yes. Even switching to a new keyboard. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) So it's like, if switching to a new keyboard is hard, then how ridiculous is it to move to something else? Um, Like a whole different platform. But I do feel like we've got the capabilities of... Like, the power, the, the computing power in it is, without a doubt, good enough to replace your computer uh, for, for most tasks. And for some tasks, it might even be better, you know? I'm really looking forward to uh, taking AstroPad out um, and, and um, giving that and um, the Apple Pencil. Yeah. Some of our illustrators to see if they could use that as a replacement for a Wacom.
0: I've heard the lag uh, even on, with the pencil, even natively, the lag is visible. As you're drawing. And I would think that once you start, you know, shooting Wi-Fi strokes over to your computer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to see on that. That's what I have to test for. I haven't seen any lag. Lance didn't see any lag. The only time he actually saw lag was when he recorded at 240 frames per second.
0: Yeah, well, and that's Um, what I saw with slow-mo videos of both Surface and the iPad Pro.
1: Yes, And, and Lance did one of those. So you might have actually even seen his. And the thing is, is that he didn't feel it when he was doing it. So it was only when it was slowed down that he went back and watched the video and he realized oh this isn't keeping up but well, the good news
0: kind of a moot point then
1: right well that's the whole thing he didn't feel it he had to record in slow-mo to even know that that happened <laughs> he wanted to know like how much they both could keep up like if, if both could keep up with him like s- drawing in like a spiral like as fast yeah. as he could and and there was a little bit of a, a disconnect but what was interesting was that on the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, it kept the momentum the whole time. So even if it missed part of the stroke, like it still kept the full momentum, um, whereas it, it didn't quite do that on, with, with the Surface Pro 4. Um, but he didn't feel it. Like to him, it felt like it was completely keeping up with everything. So that's the interesting thing. The um, Wacom also, there's lag there too. You know. So yeah. I mean I think it'll be uh, – I've had the last version of AstroPad I tried with the iPad Air 2 – um, there was some lag, for sure, to the point that I didn't even end up writing about it because I was like, this is not really ready. <laughs> but I feel like maybe they've got it. I feel like this is the sort of thing that's built for the iPad Pro. So I'd like to give that a try. But even without that, just trying to use you know, the different Adobe Creative um, Cloud tools they've built for iPad to see how that can work will be interesting to see. My, um, my brilliant idea for video, um, which hopefully will be in the process of being worked on by the time this episode airs, so no one else can steal the idea. Because I know I know our dozens and dozens of listeners will be wanting to do that is uh, have you seen how Bob Ross is all over Twitch? Yeah. OK, so I want to, like, try to paint a Bob Ross painting on my iPad Pro.
0: Huh. That would, right. That would be good. Yeah.
1: Right. I think that'd be interesting. Um. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, they've got a couple of accessories, obviously, the new Apple Pencil, the new um uh, smart um keyboard. Is that what it's called? Um, I don't even remember something like that. Yeah, I, I, I should know what the. What I believe the
0: keyboard. it is smart keyboard.
1: Yeah, um, mine is gold, which makes me feel good. Yeah, the smart keyboard, um, which uh, which makes me feel fancy and special. Um, they do not make it in rose gold, which is a shame. Um, next year, perhaps. But um, it's big. It's like really, really, really big.
0: Twelve and a half inches. Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, 12.9 inches. I mean, it is big. It is a big ass tablet. Like it feels it for and for whatever reason, it feels like it's even bigger than taking like the, the top of your 13 inch MacBook Pro. It, like it, it feel it feels more in comparison to size, I guess, similar to a, to a screen on a 15 inch MacBook Pro, even though it's closer in size to the 13. Obviously, it's just it's big, you know, so it, is that
0: comforting or annoying?
1: Uh, I kind of can't tell. I mean, I think that it works really well if it's on a keyboard or if you've got it like with like the, the Apple Pencil, if you're just trying to be like in bed with it, like a regular iPad, <laughs> like I would be concerned about giving myself a concussion. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got it up in bed head and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep now. And then it's like, <laughs> boom, this, this hits me in the face.
0: I laugh only um, because that has happened to me multiple times. Same. Not with a Pro. And I that, yes. you know, that would that would make me shy away from reading in bed with an iPad Pro.
1: This is what I'm saying. This has happened to me multiple times with my iPad Air. So I'm like, dude, I don't know if I would want that. But um, it's impressive. I mean, the screen, there are actually more pixels on the screen than there are on a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Hmm. So the only devices that have more pixels than this device are the, are the Retina
0: iMacs. Did you see uh, – this is tangentially related. Did you see my little post on – uh A cure for sticky or slippery iPhones?
1: Uh, No, I did not.
0: uh, A while ago, I found this stuff called micro suction tape. Okay. Uh, Rich Stevens uh, uh, introduced me to it on a systematic episode, and it was this expensive stuff you could buy from inventables.com, and it was adhesive on one side, and then the other side had, like, nano micro suction cup like a nice. tape of it and you could put it on the back of your phone and it wouldn't be sticky to the touch. But if you press it to like the edge of a file cabinet, it would just stay there. You put it on the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and stick your phone there and then just pull it off and stick sticks to your dash. And I loved it. And I was putting it on all my phones and it got expensive. And I just found a $5 single serve version of it on Amazon. I'll link it. Um, I've actually Lizzie tape is the brand it's being sold under, but, uh, I, that i don't think would help on the ipad pro but then we'll need something new for uh facial impact prevention with the ipad pro i should make a shuttle that for good. that like a great big it's like a like a boy in a bubble kind of thing no yeah speaking of the shuttle i have the yeah. new, the new apple tv and the new apple remote Woohoo. and it's driving me nuts
1: I love it, but it does drive me nuts too. And it drives me nuts for a couple of reasons. One, it's still small enough to kind of get lost. Very, yes. But 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 so much better than the old one. But the real thing is is uh it's got this great touch uh, you know, that this glass touch pad at the top, which is great. Um but the bottom half has the same sort of feeling material although it's not glass, it's like feels the same. So you, the the remote you can get it it can get turned upside down very easily and you don't know which buttons are supposed to be where. And so all of a sudden you're gripping the bottom of the iPad of the Apple TV remote. And instead um, you're clicking and and swiping on things because the bottom is actually at the top.
0: Well, they made it almost perfectly symmetrical except for one button cluster. The arrow keys are a single button. So if you really took the time with your thumb, you can figure out which way you're oriented once you know your way around it. But to initial touch, No matter how well you know the remote, it's impossible to tell which direction it's pointing, which is especially important because half of it is reactive to simple taps and swipes. So if it's not on the part of your hand that you think you're swiping with, you're actually not only not doing what you want to do, you're doing things you don't want to do. And you can click it by picking it up or like I'll put it on the arm of the couch. And if I brush it, it'll bring up like, you know, swipe down for settings. Right. And it, it, it's plus every time I start a show in like Hulu, uh, it, it shows the as if you had just swiped down once. It brings up the little down arrow that says swipe down for settings, but that never goes away.
1: I, it's hard to get that to dismiss. Well, and I have I'm to like, How swipe, do I swipe up, up
0: after every show starts. Yeah. One, one swipe up and then wait for three seconds and it'll go away. But it always comes back. So that's that's an OS thing, though. The remote itself, I actually got access, I don't, for people who don't know, I, I created a product called The Shuttle for the prior incarnation of the remote. And it was designed to make the remote more comfortable, harder to lose, easier to find. And it's done a great job. I've loved it. But it doesn't work with the new one. So I've been looking into making something that solves the exact problems we're talking about. And I have access to a 3D printer now. Yeah. So I may be able to make something that's more affordable.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that honestly it would be better because the old one I mean it was beautiful, but it you know, it was wood and it was expensive and it was one of those things you had to like take a lot of time to make physically. This I think especially if you could find something that would add just a little bit of um bulk. A bulk to it. But primarily just be in such a way that, like, there'd be a little bit of a bottom thing. Yeah. So you always knew where in the bottom and where the, bottom all, of the thing all was. all
0: Apple had to do to fix this problem was put a ridge at the bottom of the non-trackpad side. Like, you yeah, could or, tell with one touch immediately which side you were holding then.
1: Yeah, but that would ruin the symmetry of the design. I mean, but it is one of those things where literally, <laughs> the symmetry
0: like... symmetry is the problem.
1: The symmetry is the problem, but it is one of those things where other than, like, the obviously, like, feeling... The slight difference, you know, in texture of the two, you know, the, the distance between like the, the, the minus button and the bottom of the uh, remote and the distance between um, the menu button and the top of the remote is the same. So you've got the exact same like period, like, like space of, of, of stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and then it's even more frustrating, too, because if you're going to use it for any sort of gaming stuff,
0: it you is know. not a game controller.
1: No, it's not. But they, but they make you use it as a game controller if
0: you want to do games. Like um, even even games like Altos Adventure, where you only you're only you have one click. There's really only one one control in the game, and the remote still frustrates me. I still like my, the edge of my thumb will after I've been playing for a while. The edge of my thumb will creep down to like the button that takes you all the way back to the home screen. So I'll go to do a backflip, and all of a sudden I'll be presented with you know, my home icons and it's, I find it annoying. I'm looking forward to dedicated game controllers, but that's, to me, that's, that's something that is going to be fixed, is fixable. Other than that though, the remote, uh, the cheap answer would be to put a sticker on the bottom part that you can see and feel, you can see it in the dark and feel it with your hand. And that would probably solve it, but I'm going to make something more complex and uh, time consuming anyway because it's what i do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, i think that that's worthwhile. Um and i and I, I would be interested in that. I will say though, remote kind of issues aside, i love my apple tv so much.
0: Does yours reboot on you?
1: Um i think it might a little bit, but i haven't paid that much attention to it.
0: It takes um, mine mine will reboot almost as often as my old one, but the difference is on the old one it took almost 20 seconds to reboot. On this one, it literally looks like it just jumped back to the homepage, except for all of your save states are gone.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that if it happens, it happens so quickly that <laughs> I don't even notice. Right. Um, also, some of the apps are so good. Like the Plex app just recently got yep. recently got an update so that it shows you like your like on deck stuff. Yep. You know, like if you've got it in your top um, row of, of, of apps, it's so good. The Plex app is so good, you guys.
0: And Air Video is very solid on the Apple TV. Sketch Party TV, which all of my family oh my and God. friends love. Sketch
1: Party TV. Matt has done such a great job with it. It is, like, my favorite game. Like, it is, like, such a great... I mean, he's been trying at that for four years. You know, he's been really wanting yeah. to make this a thing. And, like, I'm so, so, so happy that it finally <laughs> has this platform for it.
0: My parents even bought a new Apple TV, uh, mostly because of Sketch Party.
1: <laughs> I'm getting my parents one for um, Christmas.
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean, overall, I I would never... There's nothing I would give back about the new Apple TV. I just the the remote issues are a constant annoyance to me. So I I, I figured I'll take it into my own hands and solve it instead of bitching about it all day.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So so Air Video, I haven't used the new one yet. So this is the one I guess from 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 BitCave because I used their old app like years ago.
0: I actually, I don't remember who develops it. I just know that I still had it on my iPad from years ago. I've been using stream to me mm-hmm. uh, and Plex. Uh, but uh, Air Video was available first on the App Store for the TV. So I grabbed it and I, I, I ran the server on my uh, media server. And it, it was flawless. Nice playlist control. I mean, it's very, it's straightforward. It's not a media app so much as just a way to play a pile of movies. But, yeah, it's it was flawless.
1: Yeah, no, I've been enjoying the hell out of Plex because I I bought the the third party client first. It was like a a, a simplex or something like that, simplex or something like that. But uh, basically, um, as soon as real Plex came out, I was like, okay, this is this is the real shit.
0: Yeah, there were a few uh, kind of knockoffs available day one. I feel bad for people who put in a ton of de- development time because who would use a third-party Plex client when well, you can use the Plex client?
1: I feel bad for them and I don't feel bad for them. The reason <laughs> I don't – no, I'm going to tell you why. The reason I don't feel bad for them, I'm being dead honest, is because – um they, uh, Plex made it very clear they were developing an official Apple app. Yeah, like they, right. they, 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 they wrote blog posts about it. So like if you're in the third-party client space, you should be aware of the fact that, look, unless you can really bring something to the table, unless you're something like Infuse, who has a great I, iPad app, um, and um, that's from the people at Firecore who used to do a lot of the Apple TV um, jailbreak um, stuff, like, they have, like, a really good app that'll connect to Plex and it'll let you do stuff, but it'll also connect to other FTP servers and other things. Like, that's something I could understand if they brought that to Apple TV. Like, that would have real value, right? Yeah. But if your whole thing is just to build, like, an unofficial Plex client and you know that Plex is building their own official client, like, what are you doing? Like, honestly, like, what are you doing? It's like, this <laughs> isn't even you're a making, case.
0: You're making 2048 knockoffs.
1: Right. But it's like, <laughs> it, that's right. Exactly. But it's like, you know, but you're then you're going to charge for it and you're like, okay, do you really think that you can do a better job than the plex team and i've met the plex guys and they have they're dedicated you know they're smart they're good at what they do this isn't like a a twitter scenario where like twitter kind of abandoned third party you know their right. client business for a while and so they're like oh there's a place for for a tweet bot here this isn't even like that it's like no actually dude like they kind of know what they're doing
0: yeah silly silly developers
1: Silly, silly developers. Uh
0: you know what? The app I've been using a lot is the Reuters TV. Is that a, it's Reuters, isn't
1: it? It's Reuters, yeah. Yeah,
0: Reuters TV app where you can choose it'll ask you how much time you have, five, fifteen, or thirty minutes. And it'll oh, yeah. create it'll a these. breaking news cast for you. Uh, like one hundred percent up to date. I'm enjoying it a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's really smart. I'm loving um I actually really like the uh like the iTunes trailers app.
0: Yeah, yeah. The
1: movie trailers app, because that's just fun just to go into that. Um, and uh, Mashable's uh, app is actually pretty good. Um, our It's all of our video stuff.
0: Nice. I built. haven't tried that one yet. I haven't opened the new TED app either. I have a friend yeah. who worked on that one.
1: Yeah. From what I understand, I don't know if they actually work. I don't know if it's a fully new app or because last I heard they just put like a wrapper over their old one.
0: mm. From the conversation I had, it sounded like they had, you know, gotten an early dev unit and been dedicated to writing a new TED app. But I haven't, like I said, haven't opened it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Um, what 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 friend were you talking to? I,
0: I, that seems like wouldn't I have said his name if I thought it was...
1: I, I'm trying to figure out if we have the same friend. Oh, you're
0: prying. Um, it's, it's uh, he's a developer there. His name's uh, uh, Joe Bartlett.
1: Okay. Okay. I talked to somebody different who was... Was also potentially working on the TED app. So. Joe
0: doesn't talk to many. Joe's a very shy but extremely good developer.
1: Well, this this wasn't this wasn't Joe. It wasn't whose name starts the J, though. Okay. Anyway, so this is just gonna be like the uh, the, the Christina and uh, Brett um, get um, uh, KG podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the uh, deep throat told me that no, yeah, um, no. there's a game. Uh, it's a puzzle game like. Mm, luminos city is that yeah that is amazing i gotta make sure i have the name right on that but um it's like the guy who designed it made the entire city out of paper and paint and and like did 3d like rendering of it and you move through it and it's all like handcrafted hand-drawn it's gorgeous and it's also a good puzzle game
1: well that's good that's good um it's not a. It's not the Lumos Cat Co-op Collider.
0: <laughs> no, it is Lumino City.
1: Lumino City. Okay.
0: On the I'll Apple TV. Because
1: there's one that is being featured right now that actually looks pretty beautiful called Lumos, um, the Cat Co-op Collider.
0: I actually I did see an ad for that and I thought that might be fun. My wife actually has this whole brainstorm for a interactive dog training app for the apple tv but it would require some external hardware that i don't think we'd ever get into production but it was, it was some fun ideas
1: i gotta give some of these apple tv game devs like like credit like a, like the like touch fish is trying to sell for 10 bucks I think that's a little high for Touchfish because I played that. Ga- I played that on like the the iPhone or whatever when that came out, and I wasn't really that impressed with it's it. It's kind but like, of a
0: new frontier as far as pricing is, goes. That's what,
1: that's what I'm saying though. But I, but I am not gonna like I'm not look. I wouldn't pay it just and the only reason I would say that is because I didn't love it on the um on, on the iPhone. But <laughs> I'm kind of loving like the fact that developers are like, yeah, let's sell ten dollar games. Like, well, I you know, that. why
0: not try? See what the market I agree. says.
1: Dude, I'm so with you. I'm just saying that this is like we haven't seen this before with apple stuff this has been the sort of thing where like everybody kind of accepted that like it was the race to the bottom even with new platforms yeah so so
0: when when the app stores first launched in both cases there was a hey let's try to start higher this time yes and then it did quickly become a race to the bottom because the market spoke very clearly um but i do think that uh it's a different platform and there may be a chance for devs to make a more solid dollar per app. I don't yeah, know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe everyone wants their stuff for free there too.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it just kind of depends. I kind of do want this aquarium HD for 1.99, which I think is just a screensaver.
0: Grab earthscape. Okay. Earthscape is, it's pretty cool. It's all international space station shots of earth. <laughs> <laughs> and it functions, it's like a screensaver kind of thing, but It's pretty to watch.
1: That's cool. I like Shadowmatic a lot.
0: Oh, I haven't played it, but I I saw that it was available on the TV now.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's the thing. One thing that's kind of interesting is like some of the some of the developers are like, okay, you know, we'll totally, um, you know, give you our game for free, and some people are like, no, we're gonna make you buy a new one. I don't care either way. I think it's fine. I just think it's interesting, kind of how that breakdown happens. Apparently, there's a file browser TV, which is like. Well, let you like see your NADS, your time capsule and stuff on your TV. Huh. That's sort of interesting. That
0: could be. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm going through this. I'm going through this list right now as we're talking. There's Hue TV. Control your uh, Hue bulbs from uh, from your TV. That seems stupid.
0: I don't know. If, uh, if, if my Hue bulb setup was in my living room and I wanted to set the mood for a movie, I could see now, that being useful.
1: See, but... Uh, I'll grant you that. Here's my only problem with that. My phone is always with me. Yeah. So I don't, you know what I'm saying?
0: What if though, we made better touch tool for the Apple TV remote?
1: No, that. And you could have a gesture for
0: adjusting your lights while you were watching another show. That won't happen, but it would be fun.
1: That would be fun. I'm just looking. There's some really interesting uh, apps here. There's there's one called uh, TV Storage. Now this is just, this is a stupid app. This is uh, a a ninety nine cent app that is uh, shows allows you to check your used, free, and total storage space on your new Apple TV. You guys, it's in the settings. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's legit in the settings. Like but, it's legit. But it's a in shortcut.
0: The Maybe they make it prettier.
1: No, they actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> like at all. Like so, it's not attractive at all. It's like
0: it's really like a bad. a monospace font readout of.
1: No, I mean, they're using, like, the, 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 the Apple, like, like the, the UI design stuff, but, like, it's, like, a really bad, like, icon of, like, what they think a storage thing should look like. It's bad. It's 99 cents. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's channels, which is $15, and apparently, oh, it uses your HD Home Run device to stream local or cable TV directly to your Apple TV. Okay, now that's cool because I have a bunch of HD Home Runs.
0: I, what's a Home Run?
1: So what it is is that it's basically a, um, a silicon dust makes them, and basically what it is is this device that connects to either your cable box or um, your um, antenna and will let you watch live TV um, on a Mac or a PC.
0: Hmm. And I, have a very, I have an old um, – uh, what was the company? El, El, yeah. Elgato. Elgato. I have some old Elgato stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, Elgato actually sold the HD Home Run stuff, like they would like re re-badged them and sold them um, for a time. Hmm. But yeah, um, and and they actually did a successful Kickstarter HD Home Run did to like have a, a full TV guide thing, so you could actually see like get guide data. And I'm assuming that's what part of the fifteen dollars thing is for. But um, it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, um,
0: my, my first DVR was homemade, and it could parse all the channel data to allow you to just point and click to record a show. And then I can't remember who came out with like an actual one after that, but it did the exact same thing. And I was very proud of myself at the time for having thought of it first. And then uh, later in life realized I probably could have made money if I had known how to sell an app back then.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's always, that's always the big uh, kind of good kind of question, right?
0: Yeah. That's story of my life, I guess.
1: I mean, story a lot of people's lives.
0: <laughs> that could have been worse. Something, yeah. yeah. So they improved the App Store searches uh, this week, this or at yeah, the they Mac did. App Store search. Yeah, which is great to me because I develop Mac apps, and I feel like Apple just stopped caring about us. Maybe a year before they opened the App Store.
1: Yeah. Oh, you want to hear what happened with the uh, the certificates snafu? Because it wasn't what you think.
0: I, I I'd be curious, yeah.
1: <laughs> so what? So you know, so so for backing up people who think that, uh, um, you know, the the Mac App Store certificates, there was like a, a 24 hour period, or like a 12 hour period where it looked like one expired, and then people weren't able to download stuff, and people were like, "Oh, Apple didn't bother to renew their cert- security certificate. How terrible!" Right. know, this is what actually happened. So, um, back in September, they issued stronger SHA two uh, certificates and basically that they were kind of trying to kind of push everybody into using SHA2 and so at the same time they said okay well we'll do this in September let everything get settled and then in November 2 months later we'll let the SHA1 one, uh, one expire as planned and and so most users didn't experience any issue the problem was um some um apps were running receipt validation code that used very, very old versions of OpenSSL that didn't support SHA-2. Mm-hmm. And so that was the problem. And, and keep in mind that the OpenSSL started supporting SHA-2 back in 2005. So this is like really old stuff. So these developers were signing the, the, their certificates with um, with really old versions of OpenSSL. And so what happened was is that their stuff broke. And so Apple then realized, okay, well, this is a problem. So they retuned the certificate to SHA-1 and they're working with the app developers to have them update their validation code but it wasn't like so it, it turns out it wasn't apple's fault at all it was like developers who don't know how to freaking sign stuff hmm. and were using really
0: really old code that's awesome. some of the apps that reported having like an influx of user complaints were not like developers that i wouldn't trust
1: yeah, I'm I'm but I'm guessing is there was some sort of like tool framework signing something that people were using that was using a really old version of OpenSSL mm. and that people just didn't realize. Well
0: I'm proud to say I didn't hear any complaints about that.
1: Well so you were probably signing correctly. And the thing is I think most people were probably doing okay. I think that what would have probably been better is that if Apple had sent out a memo to all developers saying, look, we're updating our, you know, um certificates to make sure that your stuff is signed with SHA 2 Um, my thought is that they didn't realize how many people were using that had stuff that was signed not to be incompatible with SHA That is is honestly my thought. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I I know that for for a fact that people who see dialogues that have OK buttons just click them and may not read messages even if they did send them. But that's, that's mostly true. users. I think developers. That's mostly are more users. Inclined. I think developers.
1: <laughs> I think developers. If they put something in saying, "Hey, we're about to issue this," I think that might have been better if they, like you know, posted something. But like they didn't. I don't think they thought that it was going to be the issue that it was. And then uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh. Speaking of encryption, this is random. But did you see the new Let's Encrypt.org site? Yes. That is exciting to me. I still I have not implemented their certificate on my server yet, but it's on my to do list because they have basically made valid certificate signing authorities available to everybody for free. Yeah, no,
1: which I think is which is so important, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, I, I like that the Linux Foundation is part of it, and 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 they've got you know the 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 major sponsors they've got as part of it. No, it's really good because it's like, yeah, we need to encrypt everything, and yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was there a Mashable article about the signing incident?
1: Uh, There will be one by the time this post goes up.
0: (laughs) You should throw me a link for that. I will. I Um, will. Yeah. I'm going to try to remember all the games we just talked about. And Apple TV apps. Because you would think our show notes would include stuff like that.
1: You would think they would. But usually, I mean, it's just the two of us talking. Because why? Whatever. So how are you feeling?
0: I didn't I even quit. Talk about your I quit Wellbutrin. Health. It got Good worse you. and worse.
1: It's, it's a terrible drug. I have so many personal issues with that drug, so well, I do not blame you in the slightest. And
0: I don't currently have any problems with depression, so they were using it to treat ADHD, and it <laughs> Which was just making. What have been doing? Oh my god! It's making me depressed and giving me constant physical issues, and so I quit it and. Um, let's say I found an alternative that isn't technically legal. It's a gray let's talk, area.
1: Let's not talk about it. You, you found a solution to one of your medical problems. Yes. All right. Let's just let's just leave it at that.
0: I just have to figure out how to um, uh, make that work with still getting psychiatric help. Yeah. Because the rest of my meds still need refills, and I can't, you know, order them with speedy delivery. <laughs> And bitcoins. (laughs) Oh, it's a fun world. It's a fun world. It is a fun world. Yeah. So 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 basically, I'm I'm okay right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Um, there is uh, there's morphine involved in that, and it is as you once mentioned, (laughs) it's the
1: best stuff ever. Excellent. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Yes. It's it's. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's the greatest drug in mankind well, and, history.
0: And, and when I heard you say that, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be like heroin or coke or no. something. But it's not. It's No, it's
1: not. That's what I'm saying. It just it's makes things something. better. It just makes things better. It's like that. It's it's like what, what was that movie with Bradley Cooper where like.
0: A Limitless. Yeah. which is. Which CBS is currently running a TV series based on the movie that has appearances by Bradley Cooper. And it's actually intriguing.
1: Really? I didn't realize that he actually made appearances. I thought he was just in the pilot.
0: Uh, maybe, but they they uh, maybe show show clips, gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, flashbacks from the pilot. But he is a, a persistent part of the series. That's he, really interesting. He, that, he runs like, the whole thing. You know, he's like the mastermind behind the N Z T. Yeah, collective.
1: I, I I have to wonder how much money they had to pay him to even be involved in a TV show.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he did uh, he did his return for. What uh, American Hot summer? Hot summer.
1: <laughs> which, from what I understand, he literally did one day of shooting for, and so one of the scenes, like when he's like wearing like a um, like he's DJing the party, and he's got like a ski mask oh, that's on. Right. Yes, it's because he like wasn't there.
0: <laughs> doesn't matter. He, no, showed, doesn't, up. he, he showed, showed up. up, up he I, showed up, which I
1: was great. I loved that he showed up with but the success like,
0: that he had after that movie. I I think that i mean a i think he was it was a responsibility to show back up along with everyone else but b Agreed. i think it was very good of him to to, I agree completely. to make that appearance
1: no it was it's funny they all showed up i mean they all did which was great and and um yeah um because most of them have gone on to do significantly better things with their career yes all of um, them i think um
0: i don't know okay there are a couple but they they're Everyone who was a major player in that movie is now a, a, a known name, at least in the comedy community.
1: Not the girl who played Katie.
0: She is the she is the exception, isn't she?
1: She is the exception. And that's a shame because she's really cute.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: She, she was in the Mighty Ducks movies.
0: Yeah, but can you What's remember she... her name right now? Uh, it's a hard to pronounce name. That's all I remember.
1: It's like Marguerite something.
0: Yes, some, something.
1: She had some weird, I just I remember there were two M's, but it had like some, yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, for me, as like a huge fan of David Wayne and all of the. Oh, uh,
1: totally. No, I love that they got it back together. I thought they were fantastic about it. It's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I, I feel like all those people are still part of my life. And it was a, a portentous casting
1: no, it was it was it, which as we talked about before. That's so clear for when you watch the uh, the documentary they made about it that that Netflix then later put on. You know that yeah, like Hurricane that clearly, of fun. Yeah, that clearly like none of them had any idea that this. <laughs> I mean, they they it's like they knew in the back of their mind. They're like, yeah, this isn't going to do that well, but this will be fine. <laughs> but you have no idea that like. You know a lot of people they've got on camera. You know when they're like talking with Amy Poehler and whatnot that she's going to be Amy Poehler. You
0: right.
1: know, yep. Or, or, or that you're going to have like an Oscar winner, Bradley Cooper. Like, that, like you just don't even know. Like, yeah.
0: Do you ever watch the Graham Norton show?
1: Oh my god, are you kidding me? He's my favorite in the entire world.
0: Why can't I, Why can't I watch that anywhere but YouTube? Why can't that be on like Hulu?
1: Well, okay. So he had a show here in the U.S. On he Comedy did? Central, he did, he did, he had a, a, a had a, a two attempts at making a show in the U.S. that, were, that was on Comedy Central, and they and we were both actually filmed in Times Square, and um, and it was very funny, and it was exactly what his chat show is like in the U.K. You know, because like there was so Graham Norton and some of the other ones, it, they play it on BBC America, they play his shows, but for whatever reason, I think that it was like 2003 ish. It just it was like two – soon for his sort of humor to really make it in the U S because I I do feel like now, like he could totally have a, a late night show in the U S and totally be successful.
0: I, I feel his biggest strength is the fact that he lets his, he encourages his guests to do whatever the hell they want. Yes. The other thing. And I, I told you before the show that I was a complete blank on what I've been watching, but I did watch the entire last season of key and peel this yeah! Week.
1: Oh my god, I love them.
0: It was amazing. the The ballets doing the recap of Game of Thrones was unbelievable. <laughs> I have seen it eight times now. I have so it good. memorized. It's hilarious. But yeah, those guys are done now, and the last season has all these references to Andre and Big Boy, and like their breakup and 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 awkward reunions and whatnot. And I feel like they're really, and also to Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, there's an interesting career ahead for both of them, especially Key though. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good good future. I'm very excited about this last season and Drunk History.
1: Drunk History is so good. This season
0: is amazing. It's so funny.
1: Honestly, like who knew that YouTube could like be the basis of good <laughs> stuff?
0: <laughs> Turns out. Turns uh, out, in fact, the, the girl from Drunk Cooking or Drunk Kitchen, yeah, who was in uh, camp, uh, uh, it was a summer camp movie she did with two other YouTube stars. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Camp. I, I know exactly we were talking about. Yeah, she's on.
0: She's on camp, this yeah. season of Drunk History, which is a nice crossover, a, a YouTube star crossover. Fun stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's good it, on she, At camp, midnight too. Camp, yeah, camp uh, camp Dakota.
0: Yeah, what's what's her name?
1: Uh which one are you? She has about?
0: she has like the shorter hair. It's uh long in front.
1: Uh, uh Marnie. Uh uh it's uh that's uh, uh Mamre Hart. Is that who it is? I
0: think that's the blonde one, isn't it?
1: It's not Grace. Then Hannah.
0: Hannah. Hannah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hannah. Yeah. All they're all hilarious, but I have a friend who refused to watch the Eliza Schlesinger special because he doesn't like female comics. And this is a person who I've always known as like a... Liberal, what a uh,
1: dick, dude! Seriously, I,
0: I agree. And then I find out he doesn't think Key and Peele is funny. And I'm not throwing any racist accusations out there. He just I, like it's so weird to me to talk to people that I think I know and then find out we have such vastly different senses of humor. Oh, boy, that that ruined my week. It's actually been on my mind all week. How could he not like this? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of that's
1: kind of screwed up. And it's kind of like, dude, like. Oh, I don't know. I don't like uh but, but you know what's weird to me is the fact that nobody would dare dare say like even if it was like a racial thing they'd be like oh I I don't like such and such because he's black. Like they would never say that. But yeah, they feel completely com- the, yeah, it seems completely okay to be like yeah, you know, I really don't like female comics.
0: Yeah, it, it is a, it is an odd, I guess you'd call it a double standard.
1: Well, and I'm not saying that the, the one isn't worse than the other. They're both equally terrible, but I just feel like it's funny that it's like it's still like acceptable to be like yeah you know bitches man i'm just not into that but if you were to be like man black people just aren't funny then a lot of us would be like oh you
0: know yes yeah but i think we're starting i think the uh the understanding of latent feminism or uh, like uh bias against women is becoming as uh publicly acknowledged at least in you know my entitled white little circle
1: it's getting there there are, I still I still run into certain things sometimes where it's really funny where people who don't even necessarily realize it and then they'll realize it and they'll be like oh shit I'm so sorry I'm like yeah yeah that's kind of a mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes yes I I will admit that there were a few years where there were very few good female comics and this would be like early 90s there were some very notably good ones
1: Yes. Well, at least the ones who were getting attention. I mean, I think that's the difference, right? It, well, it is the
0: difference of that. And there were far fewer of them even trying to get into the industry and right. making well, it out of clubs.
1: Well, right, because I mean it was hard, right? I mean you had like your 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 few successes. You had like your Roseanne Vars, right? Who obviously was a huge success. And but but then she kind of unfortunately and she's amazing, she's a trailblazer, but she kind of set up this this stereotype in a sense that was you do kind of the, the, the comedy and then you parlay it into the family T V show and so that's what you saw like Brett Butler do, and that's what you saw like some other like female comics kind of follow. And some of that stuff's okay, but a lot of it's like there's a lot more like female comedy than just like about like vaginas well not even just vaginas (laughs) but about like raising a family yeah and I think that was sort of the difference. And that's not to take anything away from Roseanne at all, because I think R- Roseanne is amazing and I think that her stand up is fantastic and I think her show is fantastic and I think she's fantastic. But I feel like that's kind of when something is really successful, and you saw this with male comedy too about the stuff that was successful is like you see like the success of Tim Allen and then, or you see the success of Jerry Seinfeld, and the only other comics you see then on TV and kind of getting those sorts of deals are the Jeff Foxworthies and then and, and the, you know, those types of guys. And you're like, eh, okay, fine, whatever, you know? Um, that's not to say that some of their stuff can't be good or entertaining, but it's like really like, can't there be more to this where I feel like we're finally at a place with comedy where truly interesting, unique voices that don't necessarily become like an ABC sitcom, um, can, can exist and you can have sketch shows and you can have, you know, different types of things and you can have things like, like, um, you know, Louis CK, you know, who can kind of do their shows and, and Amy Schumer and hers, like there's different types of ways a comedian can do a TV show now. Whereas 20 years ago, you know, you really, there was kind of one way.
0: I saw Jim Gaffigan this week. Speaking of comics with TV shows, I'm not a huge Jim Gaffigan guy. I'm
1: not either. To be totally
0: honest. And the weird part to me was that the funniest part of his show was when he did, uh, uh, what's his thing? His thing, the food, the, uh, pop, hot pockets, yeah, he did a hot pocket. He waited until the very end and did a like seven minute hot pocket tirade at the end. And that was hilarious. And I thought I I didn't think I wanted to hear any more hot pocket jokes ever. <laughs> but he actually he pulled that off. But overall, it was the most uncomfortable seating I've ever seen. Uh, it was in uh, the State Theater in Minneapolis. And there were exactly 11.5 inches from the hard front edge of my seat to the back of the seat in front of me and even a five foot six person cannot sit in those seats without their knees touching. And, and if you're any taller than that, you're pressing the whole time. There's no option. You're, you're you're literally crammed into these seats and it was very, uh, very uncomfortable. And the woman in front of me had narcolepsy and Went down like the exact moment that Gaffigan took the stage, her head just dropped, and she was just a rag doll for the rest of the show. And I felt bad; she paid you know fifty bucks for that ticket, but it was also very distracting <laughs> to have someone just like falling between the shoulders of the people next to them the entire show. Anyway.
1: How, how, how do you know she has narcolepsy how do you know she wasn't just a drunk
0: because I talked to her we were we were talking she was having a great time like chatting with us before the show started and she was clearly not intoxicated gotcha. like she was and she was very sweet very nice well spoken like nothing nothing to indicate any kind of intoxication and then boom just out and they could not wake her up until the lights came up and then she was up she was a little bit dazed but she was up and walking again and it that was,
1: sucks that has to suck for her
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> i i feel bad for anyone with any level of narcolepsy i had a an employee once who had narcolepsy and it is a very um disruptive diso- d- a disorder to uh to suffer from
1: yeah no again i mean like i said i can't even like really like that just that sucks
0: so did you see aziz Ansari's new show on netflix
1: Yes, I haven't watched all of it, but I have. I've watched like two episodes. It's really funny.
0: Yeah, I'm about three episodes in now. It is. It's pretty good. It's. Uh, I would say heartfelt. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel much, much the same about it as I have about Mindy. While Mindy is a more kind of polished, uh, well produced. She's been doing it longer. Yes, and and I would say that's pre- very true. Although her current season is actually uh, probably her best one yet.
1: I would agree. And it's interesting that it's the one that's on Hulu. Um, <laughs> it, it, you almost wonder, like, I, it's like it took them a couple of years to get the hang of the whole thing. And then, you know, it's really kind of kicking on, on all cylinders. And I have to wonder, part of them, they feel like a little bit of relief, which is like, okay, I mean, we still have people to please. And we still have, like, you know, like, thresholds to meet. But, like, screw it. We're not on the network anymore. So we can relax a little bit. Yeah. the disease. he's like my age. And... Um, you know, he's been an actor, but like, he hasn't like Mindy, I think the reason she's more polished is obviously she's been, she's a little older. She's been writing and doing all this stuff, you know, since even before the office, like she had a, a, a two woman show that she did with her best friend called Ben and Matt, which they were like, it was like a stage show where they were pretending to be Ben Affleck and, and Matt Damon. Um, and, and it was like about their process writing Good Will Hunting, um, uh, from what I understand, it was very funny. And, um, <laughs> The
0: premise alone
1: is really good right and so you know so she got hired on the office in like 2005 and so she's like she's been at this for a while like whereas he i think you know obviously um he was part of a human giant but uh that was the name of the of the group i think um because i remember that their show on mtv which i really liked but you know he was on parks and rec and it's a different sort of thing you know to go from that into kind of doing your own stuff yeah. But no, I really like I really like his uh his show. And I, I like how, how like great he is about like kind of calling out like the, the race the, the latent racism in comedy and on T V. Like when he was on Colbert and he was like, Hey man, you know he was like, Oh dude it's great that you're on here or whatever and he's like, Yeah, you know, now you've got like almost diversity here. It's like fifty percent <laughs> people's diversity. And he's like, which might be a record for PB for C B S or whatever. Uh, and, and, is and, this
0: on uh the Tonight Show or on uh, this Colbert? Was
1: on, this was on Colbert. I
0: don't remember it.
1: It was really funny.
0: I'm sure I've seen it. I don't it think I really ever missed an episode of that.
1: Oh, no, no, no. This was like really, this was like on Colbert, like the, like Colbert, the Stephen Colbert show. Like this was like on like.
0: The Report.
1: No, 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 no. This was like last week.
0: Oh, so um, you're, it is the Tonight Show with the Stephen yeah. Colbert.
1: Yeah, but. The, See, now you're you just know, messing the, with my head. No, it's not the Tonight Show. The Tonight Show is with Jimmy Fallon. The Late Show. The Late Show. That Yes, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, not the Colbert
0: Report. I never could keep those straight. I could always tell the difference between uh, Letterman and Leno, but Leno, I can never remember the names of their shows.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nice show and, and, and the late show.
0: In that the latter was not funny and the former was funny.
1: <laughs> well, now they're both funny.
0: Well, in Leno has a show coming now. Leno's Garage.
1: I, that's perfect for him.
0: I, I think so. I think I might actually watch that.
1: I mean, look, I don't have a problem with Leno, and I think a lot of us hated on Leno just because we all liked Dave, and then those of us who were too young to really understand why we were supposed to, like, one over the other, like, got our our, our hipster older friends were like, oh, you know, Dave was supposed to have
0: the show, and he's way funnier, and he's Dad way... I didn't ed- care about any of that. I just honestly never found Leno's stand-up funny.
1: I found some of his stuff funny. I thought that Leno was a much better interviewer.
0: Hmm. I, I guess I, I I would have to go back and... And review my, my impression growing up though, is I just never found him interesting and Letterman only interesting marginally, but he won the race for me.
1: Yeah. Like I,
0: I I didn't, I didn't know until like now what old Letterman was like, where Letterman came from and, and how funny and what he did for late night. I didn't know any of that. I was just, you know, a middle school kid seeing late night TV and,
1: I, and I was, like, in elementary school when that whole thing happened. But I do remember the, the movie The Late Show, or The Late Shift, rather, with uh, Kathy Bates and, uh, as, uh, as uh, Leno's uh, manager is based on um, the book by the guy who was um, the New York Times TV reporter Bill Carter for many, many years. Um, and then he wrote – it was all about, like, the the behind-the-scenes machinations that happened that led Leno to get the show over um, Letterman. And then he wrote a follow-up about uh, the way that the whole um, – Conan debacle happened. Yeah, so they're both very interesting. See, but no,
0: the, if I had to pick one, Conan would totally win for me and my generation.
1: Me too. Except, and it's funny because even when it happened, even when they announced that like he was going to be coming in five years, I remember hearing that news and being like, "This is great." I hope that he'll be like mainstream enough. Like I hope that it'll be enough, and and it wasn't. Um, I love Conan O'Brien so much, but I totally understand why that didn't work because he's, he's a nerd's nerd. He's, he's a comedian's comedian. He's great. He's great. Like his, his, his TBS show is excellent, but like to give him the big chair (laughs) doesn't work. It just doesn't. I mean, and I think that the, the, the thing that is most indicative of that is Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is doing exactly what Jimmy Fallon was born to do, which is to host the Tonight Show.
0: Yeah. He's killing it.
1: He's killing it He's and he's nerdy but he's approachable. Yep. He's like all-encompassing whereas Conan is so smart and so witty and so everything else. <laughs> he can be off-putting for people who aren't like you and I.
0: You're being racist towards Irish people, aren't you?
1: No, I'm not at all. <laughs> at all. I'm sort of Irish. Uh, I'm, but no, he's just <laughs> – if anything, I'm being racist towards Harvard nerds. Um, I just feel like there's there's a there's a sensibility when you are doing a show like the Tonight Show or even the Late Show where you really need to appeal to a broader context of users because you are you know even well, you
0: kind th- of have to be a blank slate right I mean that's what Fallon's biggest strength is is he can come off as knowing nothing and let the you know like be curious about everything and I'm not saying he doesn't he knows a lot he's a smart guy but Super smart when guy. he interviews. He's basically just it's like tell me everything I don't know anything and
1: Well and and he, I'm so excited. That's that's I think what makes him so endearing is he's just so freaking excited about everything.
0: That makes me feel bad for him. I feel like I, I would I would just shrivel up very quickly if I had to be that excited all the time.
1: But I think he really is that way. Like I ta- I was I did a panel um uh
0: well, oh, I know. I'm sure he is that way. I can't We've imagine a, being that way. as Well, I
1: did, I, I, I did a, a panel for the Television Academy um, last week um, where um, I uh, and, and somebody from The Tonight Show, one of the producers from The Tonight Show was on the panel. And we were talking about their digital strategy and whatnot. And, you know, and he, he's been with Jimmy since um, it was, you know, the Late Late Show or whatever. And um, or, or whatever it was called, you know. Um, late Night with Jimmy Fallon, whatever the hell it was, the one that aired after, after The Tonight Show. And so he's been with him since, like, 2008. And, um, you know, he was like, he he is exactly who he seems to be, which I think is why it works. Because there's something, but there is something endearing about it. But you're right. I mean, that would be kind of like, you would feel like, oh, I've got to be on now. But I, I feel like that's why guests like him, because he can just have so much fun with them. And he will do stuff with them that no one else will. Like, they will play games and do stupid stuff, which is funny, going back to Graham Norton. That's a lot more, it, it's very much more in the British Chat host sensibility is, is how I see Jimmy Fallon than anybody we've had before yeah, on American TV. Like, that he really truly does enjoy just having fun with them and just doing stuff. And then he seems so infectious that it's like, that it's like the goat, that the guests can't be like, no, man, I don't want to do that. They're like, <laughs> okay, why right. not? But, but I will say one thing I did always appreciate about Jay Leno is Jay Leno – I mean, look, I, I think that, that um, Letterman is funnier. But Leno I do think was a better interviewer because he would ask the really hard questions. And because you're on The Tonight Show, people kind of wouldn't have a chance to not answer. Like when he asked Hugh Grant what he was thinking you know, after he got caught with a prostitute, which was the moment that made Jay Leno's ratings beat Letterman's for the first time. And then after that happened – um, Letterman didn't beat him again. I don't think until Oprah finally came back to Letterman after they'd had a fight, like for like 15 years <laughs> and and Oprah came back on and Oprah, like for the first time, you know, like, like Letterman beat Leno. And then towards the end of kind of their runs, you know, Letterman won more frequently, but it was one of those things where it was like the fact that Leno got that interview with Hugh Grant and then asked what we were all thinking, which was, what were you thinking, dude? What's, what's, what's your damage? And then he was like, yeah, I messed up, you know? <laughs> And it was like this great moment of television because there are a lot of talk show hosts that wouldn't even go there. Or um, after Kanye did his Taylor Swift thing, when uh, uh, Leno's like, what would your mom think about the way you acted? <laughs> Which is like, dude. And he's like crying. He's apologizing. He was like, it was really rude. And you're like, shit, man. Like, Leno, de- Leno's not holding back. He's just like coming out exactly what we're all thinking. So even though he doesn't have the humor or maybe even the wit, like – which is why I'm looking forward to his his garage show because I think he asked good questions. He clearly loves cars. Yeah, it makes he doesn't more seem sense. Like a bad to guy. Me. Yeah, doesn't seem like a bad guy. And and um, I don't know what always has bothered me about Letterman. Even though I enjoy his humor more, is he just seems like such a dick. Yeah, and I, could I don't see and I and, that. I and I don't just mean the many instances of sexual harassment, like which have been documented, and which he's admitted to. And I don't just mean all the infidelity. I just mean he seems like a dick. In a way that I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with you. Like, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with Leno either. But like Letterman seems like the type of guy who would tell you to go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think that appeals to me. Right. A, well, that's dick too. Maybe. Well, but, I, like, it, I like. But
1: it's like <laughs> Conan and Colbert and John Stewart and uh, Fallon. Like, they seem like nice people. Jon Stewart. We haven't even talked about the fact that he's coming to HBO.
0: I know he was on like, a farm what? for a month. <laughs> Before he signed a contract, come back to TV.
1: Well, and 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 you know what? Like, if I'm Netflix, this would be my big time to be like, yeah, honestly, this is what we have to contend with. HBO is not backing down because they've got Bill Simmons, they've got um, John Oliver, John John Bill Oliver, Maher. John Stewart. Exactly, they've got like a, an amazing roster of talent, and they are they are still everybody's number one pick. Like for everybody who's like, oh, Netflix is the new HBO. It's like. John Stewart didn't go to Netflix, and you know that Netflix would have offered him anything. Anything.
0: Netflix is the new last year's HBO.
1: What it is is that HBO <laughs> it, totally. But it is though. It, it, that's exactly what it is. What it. What's funny though is that is because HBO keeps iterating. Like they're not backing down. Like a lot of other networks, you would expect them just kind of like, okay, we admit it. The internet company is going to win, and HBO's just like, no. no sorry, they're,
0: they're they're playing the game. They're being smart.
1: They're like. Nuh-uh.
0: I will continue my HBO Go subscription.
1: Totally. Or HBO it's Now. I got I can't keep straight. It's the same damn thing.
0: Yeah, but there there are multiple companies using Now and Go in different ways and it's uh, I
1: know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> but a bit just saying that like they, they mean the same thing. Um the apps are basically the same. And the good app, the good apps, the Apple TV app is excellent. The
0: uh, the HBO now, Apple TV app is driving me a little bit nuts because it doesn't do like recently played like to get to season three, episode eight of Veep. If I'm not using Siri. Yeah, it it, it, it every time I have to dig in and find it. And I I wish it had a better like Hulu shows me, you know, shows you watch. And I just want yeah. that. Other than that, it's it's good. Yeah.
1: Well, there's like a watch list and stuff you can do.
0: But like, it only shows you shows that you're halfway through watching. It won't show you, like, you've been watching this season of this show, so here's the next one. Or at least it hasn't for me.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, you can put things on, um, like, your watch list and it'll show you things. But, like, I might the, have I to dig back into it. Yeah, if you put things on your watch list, it'll show you that stuff. But also, you know, but yeah, no, you're right. But, but I just use the Siri for everything because I think Siri's great.
0: I do, too. It, sometimes I forget... And I start to drill through menu items. And, and then, and I'm, then, like, then oh I'm like, oh my God, like, no.
1: Let me just ask. like, Let me just go Sex and the Cities uh, season four well, You can look up Boom. a movie
0: and find out that it's on both iTunes and Netflix. And I even if it's it. only on Netflix, you can still watch a freaking preview. I
1: know. Which
0: drove me nuts before. The only way you could see if you wanted to watch a movie on Netflix was to watch the movie.
1: I know. I <laughs> That's so great. You can watch the preview and then be like, oh, show me Tom Cruise movies on Netflix. Great.
0: Or find this on iTunes and then open it in Netflix so I can watch it for free.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love it so much.
0: All right. Well, I think I think we made our time. We had a break in the middle, so I've yeah, lost my filled. clock.
1: Yeah, no, I lost my clock too, but I think we're good.
0: Um, I, I would good. like to say to our listeners, we have specifically avoided getting into the Paris attacks that for us right now happened yesterday. Yeah. And um, because that would go into a long rabbit hole that really deserves its own show and... I have so much to say, but what I would love is if there's anyone out there who is a scholar with uh, uh, knowledge of both uh, Islam and the current iteration of ISIS slash ISIL, as well as other uh, religions, Christianity and other major religions, I would love to talk to you on systematics. So get in touch with me through uh, brettterpster.com slash contact. And and let's talk. I'm not looking for pastors or or people who profess to any particular faith. I'm looking for scholars because I really want to kind of dig into the truth. So, ping me, and I yeah. won't make I won't make Christina discuss the uh, the tenets of the Quran with me right now.
1: No, that's a good thing because Christina doesn't know a whole lot about the Koran other than <laughs> what I study in one of my comparative religion classes in college, which was a long time ago. And frankly, that's not what I do. And I kind of have my feelings of organized religion in general are pretty negative and so i don't want to get into it yeah
0: but i would like to i would like to have an objective discussion so yeah
1: no i agree and I, i would like to listen to one
0: all right well thanks for uh taking the time on a sunday afternoon christina
1: Thank you for taking the time, Brett. And uh, everybody, rate and review us on iTunes. I know that we're a little like our, our schedule's been not great, but we're going to try to do this every other week from now on, we think.
0: Yes, and we will. We, w- we are nailing down an actual schedule so you'll be able to predict both day and time over release. So we'll keep you posted on that. And uh, in the meantime, get some sleep.
1: Get some sleep, Brett.
0: The system is going down low. I'm